Coming up on today's episode, Belichick versus Brady. The saga continues. Is it possible that they meet again? And in, could it be in this year's Super Bowl? Also, we'll give you my week 14 power rankings and is Dame time up in Portland. All that and more coming up. Let's go. Boy, welcome to another episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. It's a beautiful Wednesday, and we got a show to do. Great show for you guys today. Remember to check out the official website. We got the, some uh, articles up, and we'll get another one here shortly. Uh, Entertainment.com. It's feelyheentertainment.com is the website. There you get your streaming podcast. You got the articles in a merch store. So go ahead and check it out. And remember, new episodes are airing every Monday and Wednesday on all streaming platforms. So, Belichick versus Brady. It's kind of been under the radar this year. Both teams have been great, Buccaneers and the Patriots. Is it possible that they may meet again in the Super Bowl this year? That's our first topic of the day. Belichick versus Brady, the saga continues. And it's last year, we all know, Tom Brady and the Buccaneers went on to win the Super Bowl. His first time, his first year in Tampa, they even hosted the Super Bowl. It was just a perfect match, perfect ending, perfect everything for Tom Brady. They kind of rub it in Belichick's face saying, hey, look what I did without you. My first year with a new team a whole bunch of new teammates, coordinators, and everything. I did it. Now, this year, great stories on both sides again. Tom Brady, he looks like he's going to be the MVP this year. He's the front where He's leading the league in passing yards and passing touchdowns. The guy is just unstoppable. He's 45 years old. He's almost going to be 50 years old, and he's playing at this elite level. Then you have the Patriots. Bill Belichick, their number one seed if it ended today in the AFC, the entire conference. Nine and four on a big win streak. They even won Monday night football while attempting three passes. Yes, Mac Jones was two of three for 19 yards, and they still beat the Buffalo Bills 14 to 10. And we thought the Buffalo Bills would be the team to beat in the AFC East. But it turns out it's the Patriots. Now, what are the likelihood that we may see a Super Bowl matchup? Tampa Bay versus New England for it all. The NFL guys, the way the NFL is rigged, you very well may see that happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a daunting task for both of them to get to the Super Bowl. In the NFC, I mean, Green Bay, Arizona, you never know what could happen. Dallas again, if they face in the Rams, Bucks have had trouble facing the Rams. You know, 
because of that pass rush. Is, like, you never know what could actually happen. That's why any given Sunday, anything can happen. But it's a very possibility, and what a story that would be to have a former coach going up against his former Hall of Fame quarterback of his team and duke it out. It seems like the NFL is heading that way for this to happen. But I don't think it's going to happen. But what a story that would be. What a story. Belichick versus Brady for all the marbles. It could happen. Be very. It's a very big percentage that this could happen. The odds are favoring. Vegas is starting to really put the odds in favor of Tom Brady winning the MVP. The Bucks coming out of the NFC and the Patriots coming out of the AFC, especially after that Monday night performance. So Vegas knows a lot of this. <laughs> it seems like it's set up for it to happen. And I wouldn't be mad about it happening, but Bill Belichick, the big brothers of the Buffalo Bills and the entire AFC, we, this is happening a lot sooner than we all thought. I did not think they were going to be bouncing back this quick. But when we spent 160, what, 3 million, almost 165 million, whatever it was, in free agency this past season, because you know your team was not very good last year, and you saw your quarterback get the Super Bowl ring, Bill Belichick kind of wants to rub it back in his face, I feel like. He loves Tom Brady. He just recently called him one of the best, or if not the best, NFL football player of all time. He's always said Lawrence Taylor. Now he's saying Tom Brady. Definitely on the offensive side. So, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, the saga continues. We'll see how the rest of the NFL season unfolds. Looks like the Bucs got, they're going to win their division. Looks like the Pages are going to win their division. They play the Bills in the next couple of weeks again. Bill Belichick was asked <laughs> if he uh, if he really thinks the like going into the next Bills game. Well, his answer was, "Well, they never saw a pass play, so that's going to be we're just going to be able to pass on it on them all the time because they never saw anything this game." Bills, I don't know what happened. I don't know why you did what you did, but that's that's a different story, and that's just mind-blowing how you don't want to run the ball, refuse to run the ball in those crazy conditions. You just got manhandled up and down the field during the whole game. And you lost. And the coach is all bitter about it. You got out-coached. Bill Belichick out-coached you, Sean McDermott. But anyways, this is a story that's going to be ongoing for the rest of the season, especially leading up to the playoffs. And we very well may see it. I don't want to see it. But it'd be a good storyline. All right, NFL Week 14 power rankings. Do we got any movement or not? We had Patriots make my top five last week. Do we have any movement this week? Or are teams finally starting to be just a little bit consistent to where there's not? All right, got my five top five teams in the league. Here's Week 14 power rankings. At number five, I have... In the same spot, the New England Patriots. Impressive win Monday night. They ran the ball down Buffalo Bills' throat. They only made three passing attempts during the whole game. They showed who's still boss in the AFC East. Yeah, wind's gusting like 50 miles an hour. Why not just run the ball every play? It makes sense. 
That's the difference between a good coach and a bad coach. Patriots are getting by during these times, and they very well may now win the AFC East. They got a leg up on Buffalo and, of course, everybody else in that division. So, But they're going to stay here at number five. It's Newman Patriots and Bill Belichick. At number four, Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Why not? Pat Mahomes, the offense is still struggling just a little bit. He had another, he had zero passing TDs again against Denver and one interception, only threw for 184 yards. And but the defense is playing great. Sorensen had a pick six. Congrats to him, man. He's been I mean, he's been getting dogged on a lot of that defense being, you know, <laughs> missing tackles and being like the he's in space by himself sometimes. I just feel so bad. I think Kansas City just kind of puts him in that position where it's like, dang, man, I can't recover. But anyways, Kansas City Chiefs, they're staying at number four. Just imagine in December if this offense gets to click in. They got some division games coming up. Uh, Chargers, Broncos, and the Raiders are all tied in that division. So it's neck and neck. Everybody's within the game or, t- or game and a half right now. So Chiefs are still my pick to win that division now. And to possibly even come away with that number one seed, or most likely number two, but Kansas City Chiefs, they're at number four. Number three, I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Because TB12 is on his MVP tear still. Nothing stopping Tampa. Another good win this last weekend. Tom Brady did throw a one weird interception you kind of scratch your head about, but. He's getting along with Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown's going to be out another couple weeks because he's suspended now. He doesn't have his homeboy back yet. But they're relying, I think, a little too much on Tom Brady right now. But get the ground game going with Leonard Fournette and kind of offset some of those deficiencies on offense and help that defense stay off the field because their secondary is still pretty bad. But I still like the Bucs. That's why they're number three because I'm not counting out Tom Brady come playoff time. At number two, Arizona Cardinals. Kyler Murray returned. Diop returned. They're 10 and 2. They got the best record in the league. They're not number one on my team yet because playoffs. I want to trust the Arizona Cardinals. I really do. I feel like this year is different than, say, last year and the year before. Cliff Kingsbury's done a heck of a job. Molding this team, keeping it together. They've added key pieces on both sides of the ball for this year. And it's worked to almost perfection. And the for Colt McCoy to go, what? Three, he went 3-1, and one, I believe, during Kyler Murray's absence. So that was good to hold on to. You got your guy back. Now he's back fully healthy to end the season. I don't see Arizona Cardinals faltering like they did last year toward the end. Kyler Murray was pretty banged up. But now he's coming back healthy. He got his rest. Didn't rush him back after that ankle injury. I like the Cardinals still. We'll see come playoff time if they can hold on, you know, grasp everything together and show everybody they're for real. So, but that's why they're staying at number two. At number one, a team that beat them this year, the Green Bay Packers. They're 9-3. Yes, they don't have the best record. They're game back, but they did beat Arizona. Aaron Rodgers has been a bad man, playing lights out. They stay at number one. And that's kind of all that needs to be said about that. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, this team, I think they're going to do it this year. They're my, like, I think, really think Aaron Rodgers is on that mission. He's going to try and get that uh, Super Bowl ring 
in his final year, possibly in Green Bay. No, we're not going to start that conversation again. <laughs> but anyways, nothing changed. There you have it. Nothing changed from my week 13 to week 14. Everybody's in the same spot, one through five. Nothing changed. These teams were consistent, and I like it. So these are my top five NFL week four, heading into NFL week 14's power rankings. So let's switch over now to the NBA. Let's talk about Dame Lillard. One of the best point guards in the league, playing for Portland, star point guard. And this year, it's just not going too well for him and the team. And now a rumor came out saying he wants a two-year extension, max, which would be two years and $107 million. He, of course, kind of he didn't re- rebuke it, but uh, he kind of put it out there saying people, me and the media would love to talk about anything. Let's face it, this Blazers team has struggled. He's struggled this year. It may be finally time for him to move on. This fire their GM and president of, you know, basketball operations, Neil O'Shea, because of the whole thing going on in the front office, you know, this is some bad stuff, I guess. So, um, very conduct detrimental, put it that way. Some disturbing things. But anyways... No GM in place. Dame wants a new deal. Is he staying in Portland? Is he not? And of course, a rumor started in the offseason with the whole possible him and Ben Simmons swapping places or whatever. But I really think it's time. Now with CJ McCollum, he's, he left last year's game with a collapsed lung. Like, I mean, this team's just falling apart and uh, everything goes out to CJ McCollum. Hope he gets better and he's all right. But this team is bad and Chauncey Bills being his first. Um, you know, head coach there, first time being a head coach. One of the reasons why they brought him into Portland, maybe have a possible connection with Dame. This hasn't worked. It's been bad. They have one of the worst defensive efficiencies in the entire league. They're at the bottom. And Dame's just having career lows across the board. I mean, let's check out his numbers for the year. He's only averaging 21 and a half points a game. His field goal percentage is 39.7. His three-point field goal percentage is only 30%. And his team, through 25 games, is just kind of bad. They're 1-10 on the road. 11-14 overall. So they can't win on the road at all. They can't play defense. And his team, this... And during, like, Terry Stotts, who a former head coach of eight years, is in the same spot that it's... They have talent and Dame, but it just seems like it never, sometimes they surround him with the right players. He's had some good players there, but him and CJ this hasn't this hasn't gone anywhere during this whole time. So Nurkic was good, and this is it's just that factor that's just missing in Portland. Small market, maybe it's time for him to get out. Where can he go? Can he really be traded? I don't see Portland really trading him. But it's, I mean, you may have to. And with this news with CJ McCollum, he was the piece in the trade to try and bring the Blazers, some people, kind of start everything back around Dame. And maybe that's what they still do. Get rid of every piece around him and get rid of a whole bunch of new pieces because he said he's loyal. He doesn't want to go. I can't see him forcing his way out. But, man, you've been one of the highest paid players in the league for years. 
You're one of the first people to get these max extensions. You just signed one back in, what, 2019? That Supermax was four-year, $176 million. You're due $42.5 million next year. 45.6 the next year after that. And then 48.8 million in 24-25 season. That's a massive contract for somebody to take on. And this next summer, he's going to be eligible for the Supermax extension, which is another two-year, $107 million. That's another $50 million plus. So for a guy that's been paid top dollar his whole career, has never delivered. Been in the Western Conference once. Never been to the NBA Finals. A lot of it, it really is not his fault. But they get paid like that? It may be better for Portland to try and get as much as they can for him. Because Portland's not going anywhere. You're not going anywhere paying the guy 50 to $55 million a year. And having no building blocks around him. So I would like Portland to trade Dame. Where can he go? Possible destination? I don't really know. I just, The Sixers can pull it off. Uh, but how about the Celtics? That's one team I would like to see make that massive trade. They didn't do it when you know when Danny Ainge was there. Now Brad Stevens, the former head coach, is in charge of all that. So that's one move. The Celtics didn't go all in like a couple years ago when they had that squad and they could have gone after maybe an Anthony Davis, and they decided not to. They didn't want to trade any young assets. But maybe the Celtics could be a possibility. Sixers are, are going to be always mentioned around for the front runners, but I think he needs to be traded away. And this Portland <laughs> he needs to start completely over. There's just, there's just no way in or out of it. Dame, it's time to move on. You were loyal. You try to ride it out. We try to do the right things. There's a lot of friction between the players and the head coach. Chauncey Billups, Billups is not the answer at head coach for Portland. That's a disaster. And overall play has just been a disaster. Career lows across the board. Like I said, it's time for him to move on and partner up with somebody else. All right, we're in the final topic of the day. This is going to be an in or out segment. It's regarding the NFL playoff chase and their chances of like what one of these teams is going to make it, which one is not. I got to listen both the AFC and NFC. We're going to start off with the NFC because it's a little more simpler. And the NFC, I want to announce a team and say if they're in or out. That's going to exclude the Cardinals, Packers, Bucks, Rams, Cowboys. Those five teams are in. The next two spots are up for grabs. Who's going to be in? Who's going to be out? Let's start with the Niners. In or out? I'm going to say... It's a tough one in the NFC. But I'm actually going to say in. They lost this last week to Seattle. But I think they have just enough because these other teams I don't really trust. I don't trust them either. But right now, I'm going to say in. I think Jimmy G and this team... They may even go look at Trey Lance just to maybe start getting some game action here and try it out. Again, but Niners dealt with a lot of injuries. Debo Samuel's out. He was out the last game. I think when they get him back, that's enough on offense to just sneak him into that final wild card spot. The Eagles in or out? Man, I was up on them a couple weeks ago. They had a nice 
you know, victory this past week with Garner Minshew at quarterback. Jalen Hurst may start coming out of the bye week. In or out? I'm going to say out. That's right now because I really think they're going to start Jalen Hurts. I believe in Minshew mania. Give that man a chance. But I don't know if they're going to go that way. Got a lot of division games coming up. The NFC East is going to be wild. Uh, it's going to be exciting finishes in that division. But right now, I'm going to say they're going to be out. Now, let's go to their fellow foe here. Washington football team in or out. Four-game win streak. Taylor Heineke has played some good ball. I'm going to go in. They got a big game this week coming up against Dallas. If they win that game, they'll just be a game out of the division lead with the Cowboys. So it's a big time game Sunday. If they even if they lose, I still think they get into that final spot. Maybe ahead of the Niners determining of that spot there, but um I think Washington's gonna get in. So that's gonna leave. I got the Vikings on here. Out. Dalvin Cook's out. Injury. Mike Zimmer's on the hot seat. He's going to be fired. This Minnesota Vikings team offense is just, and they just, disappointing. They lost to the Lions. Played horrible defense on the final play. I don't trust them at all. That's why I've been saying they're out for the Minnesota Vikings. There's no excuse for that offense to not be able to score more than they do. There's no excuse for the defense to play the way they do either. So I see Mike Zimmer being one of the the coaches that could be getting fired uh, at the end of the year. And that's why I'm saying they're out. Yes, they're still in the playoff. That's why they're not going to fire him now. But they will once they officially get out. And also the Panthers on here. In or out? And that's out because Cam Newton's career, well, it's over. It's done. Great story to come back that first week. Got a lot of energy. They had a bye this past week. They were lost in horrible fashion to the Miami Dolphins. But Carolina Panthers, they are out. All right, let's head on over to the AFC where things are a lot more complicated. A lot of teams here. A lot of ways to go. I got the pass and Titans currently have the top two seeds in the AFC. Go run down the list. I think the Titans are still going to get in because they're going to make it. They're eight and four. I don't see them falling off of that bad. But a team, they're going to get some of the guys back maybe towards the end and help them with that seeding. But let's start with the Ravens. In or out? I'm going to go in. Lamar Jackson's played horrible lately. Last four games, I think, they've averaged under 20 points. So it's not the rock-solid Ravens team you've seen, but I think they get on get enough. They get in. You know, they got to some division games coming. They got Cleveland this weekend. So I'm going to go in. Not real confident. I don't trust them that much. But if I had to pick somebody in this AFC North, I'm going to pick them and be in. Browns, in or out? I'm going to go out. Baker Mayfield, don't trust them. Six and six. Everybody in AFC North is neck and neck, and they're all on this list. But Baker Mayfield and the Browns, I'm going to go out. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, great running backs, but I don't trust Baker Mayfield when it comes to big games. I don't think this team's going to get it done, so that's why I'm going to say out. Now on to the Steelers. In or out? Go out. Big Ben, great win. Last Sunday versus Baltimore. They went for two-point conversion and missed. That's why you won. I can't even see Pittsburgh possibly losing down the season. You know, last year for you, Big Ben as a starter, you have a Hall of Fame career, but you're not making the playoffs. I'm going to go out. Now the Cincinnati Bengals, in or out? You, I want to trust them, 
They've had big wins, but in the next week they have huge letdowns, a la last week. Huge division win two weeks ago. Last week versus the Chargers, let up over 40 points. Them and the Chargers are neck and neck in the AFC, and they didn't come out firing. I'm just really disappointed, but I'm going to go in right now. And next, the Miami Dolphins, in or out? I'm going to go out. They're on a five-game win streak, six and seven. They could make the playoffs. They're just a game back. Can they make it? Likelihood is there. The schedule's still a little soft, but I just don't think they're going to be doing it. They may just end up a game shy of the playoffs, so I'm going to say out. Chargers, in or out? I'm going to go in. I like Justin Herbert. Get him in there. They played better down the stretch this game. They let up the big lead to the Bengals. Actually, they got out to a big lead. They usually blow it in these situations, but they made plays in the second half. They keep the motor running. Come on, Chargers. Be consistent. I'm going to go in. Broncos and Raiders. I'm going to say out on both of them because I just don't trust them. Broncos don't want to pass the receivers. Raiders got too many problems. They lose in the last second field goals, it seems like, all the time. So I'm going to go out for both of them. And next year, I got the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I included the Buffalo Bills. Remember this a few weeks ago? They were up in the pack, leading the AFC. Now they're dropped another one. 7-5. They're only a game up on a lot of these teams here. Can they do it? I want to say they're in. I can't see them falling off that bad. Let's run the ball for once. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss. I don't know what's up with this running game, but give them the ball a little bit more and hit your spots. Hit the gaps. They're going in the wrong gaps when the play design for the run game. And when that doesn't happen, it seems like they just abandoned the run altogether. They want to throw the ball with 50-mile-per-hour wins. They let the Patriots, you know, this run the ball every single time and couldn't stop it. Their head coach comes out, says this crappy stuff. They're probably going to lose again to the Patriots in a couple weeks. But I think they're still going to sneak in. The wild card spot won't go in. And the last team, I need one more spot. I got the Colts. So you know what that means. I'm going to say in. Why? Jonathan Taylor. The guy's an animal. The guy is should be in the MVP conversation. Right now, I have Tom Bray. At number two, I got Jonathan Taylor. The guy's insane. He's unstoppable force. He's a heck of a running back. And I got the Colts getting in. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode. I want to thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the crew with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes air every Monday and Wednesday, and we're available on all streaming platforms. Be sure to check out the website at feelyheatentertainment.com. It's feelyheatent.com. You stream the podcast, check out the sports blog, and we have a merch store for you. And also be sure to check out us on social media at feelyheatent on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank y'all for joining me. Catch y'all next time.